What's going on? This your boy Chris Simmons coming to you with another podcast episode. And yes, I had to do another one outside on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. Man, it's about 65 degrees and sunny. It's a little breezy, but it's still relatively mild out here. And dog, so far on the weekends, it's probably been some of the nicest weather. And that that that's just my that's just me. You know, that's just what I'm that's just what I'm noticing. Because usually during the week, that's when the temperature starts to drop. Like I know now granted this, now earlier this week, Monday, Tuesday, it did get up to eighty degrees, but that was for a couple of days until like Tuesday night. Uh there was there were some thunderstorms later in the later in the evening and then the temperature started dropping and then it started raining real hard, like and then there was like hail. There was like hail banging up against the window, so it was crazy. Like some people had some damage. Like the power went out in certain areas. I think some areas even had tornadoes. So it was just crazy, and that brought in a whole cold front. Cause the next morning, on Wednesday, I step outside and it's freezing, and I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "How did it go from eighty degrees?" to like 40 degrees and windy i'm like this don't make any sense all right so it was like 40 degrees like wednesday thursday and going into friday and all of a sudden today it's like in the mid 60s like i'm telling you ohio weather is on some inconsistent stuff but hey you know in ohio you gotta take what you can get like you can't really complain too much about the weather because it's ohio like that's what you get like it's not consistently warm like it is in Florida or anywhere in the South. You know, where they don't get this type of inconsistency. And when it is, it's still like relatively warm. Like maybe, you know, in, in Florida or, you know, Georgia or something, like the temperature will be like eighty some degrees and they'll drop down to like seventy five degrees. Like that's not as bad because it's still warm. Like you can still go outside and enjoy your day. Versus like in Ohio where the weather is like 70 or 80 and it goes down to like 40. Like that's that's too cold. Like nobody trying to go outside when it's 40 degrees. Like and especially if it's windy, if it's like 20 mile an hour in, nobody trying to go out. But like I said, you know, I had to get out here because, you know, going outside, you know, that's really all you can really do. Like you can't really go out and enjoy yourself like you want to, you know, if you want to go out to eat or to movies or you know, want to go out, you know, to an entertainment center. Like, you can't do that, you know, with this COVID-19 virus going around and people out here getting sick. And, you know, you just you just got to do what you can do. And the only thing you can really do is just go outside and just enjoy the weather. Like, if you blessed to be able to be in an environment where it's nice, you know, go outside, you know, read a book outside, you know, just or just even just sit outside and just, just relax. Because I find that very, very de-stressing. And especially with all this crazy stuff going on in the world, you know, I happened to glance at the news because my dad had it on uh, yesterday and I just happened to see the death toll in the U.S. It's like close to 100,000 people, man. Like, that's crazy. Like, you know, like I told you, I, I hadn't even been watching news. I haven't, I haven't really been trying to keep up with this thing because every time I turn it on, it's just always bad news. It's just always people being pessimistic about everything and i'm just tired of it but you know like i said i was eating some chick-fil-a in the kitchen and of course i had no choice but to hear the news 
So I looked over and I saw what the governor was talking about. And, yeah, he was definitely, you know, talking about how, you know, the death toll is increasing by the by the by the minute. And I'm just like, wow, like this is crazy. Like I would have never imagined this pandemic ever getting to where it is. Because initially I'm coming in, I'm like, oh, this ain't going to be that bad. You know, people is tripping. Like, I'm like, this is just a common cold, you know, like fever, sore throat, coughing, sneezing. Like, I'm just like, that's all common cold symptoms with the addition of respiratory uh, respiratory problems. I'm just like, that all sounds like a cold. And if you got asthma like me, you get those respiratory uh, symptoms because your asthma start to act up when you get sick. So you start having a hard time breathing. So I'm like, I've had all these before. I don't know why people tripping. But apparently, you know, it's really killing a lot of people out here. Like, it's it's definitely a lot more serious than I, than I thought it was. So, you know, but all you can really do is just keep yourself healthy. You know, you just got to just do it. Do what you got to do. You know, you can't. You know, I was like, at you know, last episode, I was like, you know, what's what's all this social distancing and stuff? Like, I was like, why the government got to shut everything down? But apparently, you know, with all these people dying, there's nothing you can do because there's really no cure for it. You know, you can't really go to the doctor, get a vaccine. Like, you know, there's a bunch of people who, you know, claim they got the cure, but, you know, that's all scams. You know, they trying to just make money and, you know, they really feeding people false information. So, you know, there's really no, as far as I know, there's no cure. And so the only thing you can do is just remain isolated and just be careful. So, you know, but I haven't really been going out the house except to my doctor's appointments. But that's really it. And to give you all a little update on my situation. So I went to the doctor yesterday and they... Yes, they put me in the cast, so I'm finally in the cast, and I got to wear this for two weeks. And then after the two weeks, I got to go back and get another cast to wear for three weeks. And after that three weeks, I got to go get another cast to wear for another three weeks. So I'm going to be eight weeks in the cast, and then after that, I got to put the boot back on for, I think, about maybe two, three weeks and then I got to do physical therapy. So it's really going to be a process. It's probably going to take pretty much the whole summer until I go back to school, if we even go back to school. But it's going to be a long journey for me. But I've really been trying to just take my mind off of all the uh, emotional emotional stress and just really trying to find, occupy myself to do some positive things, you know, because that's all I can really do. You know, I can't really sit around and mope about my situation. I just have to realize what time it is. And, you know, the time is for me to just continue to keep going to work. And, you know, with all this, you know, virus in my personal situation, you know, I just don't have time to be just sitting around and just wondering why this all going to happen. Like, I just got to get to work and just start motivating myself to do some do some things that's going to bring some positive energy you know i've been definitely writing about uh i've made a i created a story about my personal situation so i i've started working on part one which is basically all the events leading up to this injury and part two is probably not going to be written 
until after the 12 weeks because I want to be able to share how I was able to make it through the 12 plus week experience and be able to really inspire people on how I was able to be able to rise up to the occasion. So, so I'm about to work on that and really get this thing out here published. Like I'm really serious when I say I want to get it published because this is like probably going to be one of the most, you know, personal things. One of the most, I anticipate this being one of the most influential things I've ever written about. You know, it's just me basically writing about my personal story and about all the struggles I had to go through. And I want people to be able to read this and be able to feel uplifted, to be able to, you know, be motivated and inspired to, you know, fight their own struggles and to see how other people have been able to fight struggles. So you know, I'm really working on some positive, some positive work. And then now, not only that, you know, I've been doing some mo- short motivational videos and just trying to get my voice out there a lot more, you know, get my voice out there and be able to really spread the positive word, you know, because that's all you can really do in these times, just, you know, spread positivity. And so I've been really trying to do that, you know, really trying to take my mind off of all distress. You know, I, I would lie to you off. I said, you know, there haven't been days where I didn't feel like getting up. You know, there were days that I slept till about 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, you know, knowing that. That's typically later than when I usually get up because if I was in school, I'd be up around six, seven o'clock. You know, I'd be going to the gym. I'd be, you know, going to breakfast, you know, working on schoolwork, going to class. You know, I pretty much be up and moving all day. You know, if I was in school versus now I'm at home, you know, there's time where I got lazy because I'm just like, what's the point of getting up? You know what I mean? But. You know, I had to change my mindset. And this morning I got up at four o'clock in the morning because I knew that I needed to discipline myself. I needed to look at my situation as a positive and knowing that I need to change my mindset, especially if I'm talking about trying to make it big and become successful. You know, I got to start by waking up every morning and being able to, you know, have a schedule. And so, you know, I woke up and, you know, I felt like it was necessary for me to wake up early and work out because working out also relieves a lot of my stress. And, you know, it's been a lot on my plate, you know, and, you know, I've just really been trying to cope with all this emotional stress and just trying to just fight the power, (laughs) you know what I mean? But another thing is, another thing that that really had me frustrated uh, this week was, so I know I've mentioned, you know, myself having a special girl in my life and you know, I was giving her shout outs and talking to talking about how she's been there and how she's a real one and how, you know, she's really been my emotional support through all this through all this craziness. But it turns out that wasn't the case. Like I was really fooling myself. And I know I talked about people's relationships being on being built on sand and having like no foundation and how when storms come, you know, if you if you got a relationship built on sand, it's just going to wash away. And I was really bragging about what I thought I had with my quote-unquote special girl, you know, how my relationship was built on bricks and how she was always going to be there for me in my time of need. That wasn't the case. I was really fooling myself because what went down was, see, on Thursday, Thursday, Thursday night, it was late. It was around a 11 11 30 maybe but i remember i called her because i remember 
I haven't talked to her in a while. Like it's been since spring break, which was about two, three weeks ago for me, because I was on a, a consistent. I was calling on a consistent basis because I could, because you know we didn't really have school. We both go to the same school, and we was both on spring break. So I was like, okay, this is a good time to really talk to her before she gets busy with her online. And I just remember like Thursday night. You know, I was like, well, maybe, maybe I'll reach out there. Maybe she's still up. You know, I call her and just let her know about my situation, how I'm getting the cast. You know, the next morning, and just letting her know how I'm remaining strong with this whole thing. And I called her and she didn't answer, so I'm like, okay, she's probably asleep. So I just leave her voicemail, and then you know, I'm still up because you know I can't really fall asleep because uh, I just had that feeling where I just couldn't go to sleep for some reason. And then she texted me back, and she's like, hey, I was in the shower. She's like, what's wrong? I'm just like, oh, nothing. I just, you know, I just wanted to talk to you. And she was like, oh, okay. And I'm just like, so, I mean, now that I know you up, do you want to talk? And then she was like, oh, I'm about to go to bed, so maybe tomorrow. I'm like, maybe tomorrow, because I, I, I know how she be sometimes when she be like, maybe Maybe means no in her case. Maybe means like maybe a week or two down the road. So I'm like, okay, like since you still up, let me just get at least 10 minutes for you to for me to talk to you about everything that's been going on. And then, you know, you can go to bed if you want to. And she was like, okay. So, you know, I called her. She picked up the phone. I started off by just thanking her about everything that she's helped me through. You know, for her being my emotional support, you know, for her just being able to give me words of encouragement. And I was just really just pouring my heart out. You know, I was being really sincere, talking about thank you for, you know, just helping me when I was down. You know, I told her how she meant everything. She was she meant the world to me. You know, she was my rock. You know, and I was just really like going down a list. And, you know, when I was saying all that. I was expecting a different reaction. You know how girls be when, you know, they when they hear when they hear compliments from, you know, their significant other, you know, they be like, oh, they be like, that's so sweet, you know, like all that, you know, like all that. But I didn't get that. She was just like, mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what? I'm like, what? I, I was like, I, I thought I was going to get some more excitement. You know, I know you're tired, but, you know, I just sat here and just basically poured out my heart and poured out my sincerity and that's all i get and so i didn't say that but i was thinking that well like, hey, maybe she tired you know so i was just like yeah so you know i just wanted to call you because you know i've been thinking about you you know i've really been i really miss talking to you i know it's been tough with the trying to see you with this COVID 19 and you know you got the online classes you probably been busy so you know i was just really thinking about you and I really want to talk to you and just let you know like that i really care about you and i really and you do really mean a lot. And she was like, okay. And I'm just, like, still thinking, like, something wrong with this girl? Like, is she not hearing what I'm saying? Like, is she not feeling it? But I'm just like, eh, maybe she's just tired. So I just let her go to bed. But I was like, yeah, you know, like I told you, you know, I just want to tell you that and let you know that I was going to get in the cast. And, you know, I just want to call you, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, but I'll let you go to bed because, you know, it sounds like you're tired. But then something in my mind was like, okay, you need to ask a question. Like, are, are you still good? Like, are you still on the same level? So then I called her. Well, 
No, I was still on the phone with her. My, my bad. I was still on the phone with her. And before I hung up, I'm like, so what do you think about all I just said? You know, I was like, so, you know, do you, like, what do you think? And she was like, well, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I don't know if I really feel the same way. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you just all of a sudden just stop feeling for me? She's like, well, see, I I just never really wanted to tell you, but I don't really have feelings for you. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I thought we was making this work. I thought, you know, all this was going good because let me tell you all something. This is what I did. See, we was hanging out. You know, in school, we was hanging out. It seemed like she was having a good time. You know, we went out bowling. We went out to eat. You know, I came to a room. We watched Netflix. You know, we was, uh, you know, I really praised her when she came and helped me out. You know, when I told y'all about the time she came to my room and wrapped my foot. And then she came back to check on me. You know, she took me to CVS. She bought me some ankle wrap. And I'm like. So I'm like so confused. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, and then like, she was like, yeah. Um, see, ever since like the quarantine happened, I don't really have. I just noticed that I don't really like it anymore. I'm just like, what? And then on top of that, she was like, yeah. I mean, but we can still talk. But it's just that. You know, my ex started talking to me again, and you know we've been we've been having a streak on Snapchat. And you know, I just don't know. I'm just like, what? You, I'm like, what? I'm like, wait a minute. So it's between me and him. Like, you, you trying to decide? Like, you trying to decide between me and him? Like, you catching feelings for him now, knowing that I liked you this whole time but you but you just gonna take my feelings and push them aside and then put your attention on somebody else like what is going i'm just like trying to figure out what is going on here and then she trying to play it off she's like oh um yeah i, I think it's time for me to go to bed i'm like uh-uh i'm like no no we go we go talk about this i said what i'm like when have you noticed that you didn't have feelings for me like and she and she claimed that the time that she came over to my room to check on me, she noticed how things was awkward. And I'm just like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I could do. I was hurt. Like, I couldn't really be active like I wanted to be active. So I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you knew this. So I don't know, like, what I was supposed to do. Like, I just wanted you just to be there just to comfort me like i don't know what you mean and she was like yeah you know i just wasn't really feeling the vibe i'm just like feeling the vibe (laughs) she's like yeah like it seemed like you didn't appreciate me for who i was i'm like are you crazy (laughs) i'm like all this time and energy i spent with you and you gonna come back with some with some crazy stuff like that i'm i'm just like so at the t- I mean, I'm not. I wasn't laughing about it. I was like more frustrated because I'm just like, what are you talking about? I'm just like, so you couldn't have told me that before it got to the point where I 
mention you to all my viewers in my podcast to where I start writing you letters. I wrote this girl a letter, y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wrote this girl a whole hand, a type letter from the bottom of my heart. I worked so hard on that doggone letter to make sure it was perfect. It was well written. I even read it to her. I was even going to give her a $25 Chipotle gift card. You know, I was real. I was making uh, motivational videos about her, you know, reference to her and how our relationship was so strong and how a lot of people need to get on that level. You know, I was really telling her I was saying a lot of good stuff about her, about my boys and the come to find out this whole time she was just stringing me along. I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, you couldn't have told me before it got like this. I'm like. So this whole time, you've never really had true feelings. And she was like, no, I'm sorry. I didn't want to hurt you. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, you couldn't have just said something in the first place. You're going to make me think that I got a shot. And then she want to come at me talking about, well, the only reason I wanted to make it work is because one of your friends was pressuring me. I'm like, what? I'm like, so you just did this so you can just please my friend's request? I'm like, so none of this was real? It's just like, well, some of it was. I'm like, no, I, I don't I don't believe in what you're saying right now. And, you know, just to keep the story short and for the sake of the podcast, I lost all respect for her. I lost all that trust. Like, every this whole time, it was all lies. Like, she made it seem like she had a gun to her head and she was forced. When in reality, I would never do anything like that. And she should have been, you know, strong enough to be able to decide if she wanted to go in this direction with me or not. It's not about what my friends say. It's about what you say. You know what I mean? So it was just kind of like, why are you letting my friends pressure you into doing something? Like, if you didn't want to do it, you should you should just told me. We would have just moved on after that. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Then she want to go on to talking about, well, I didn't want to hurt you. You know, I just thought we had a really good friendship. And I just thought that if I were to, I wanted to try moving forward. You know, like you said, you know, I know you wanted, you liked me a lot. And you wanted to move forward. And I was really trying, but I just wasn't feeling it. And I'm like, well, when were you ever going to plan on telling me this? And she was like, I don't know. I'm like, so the whole time, you know, if I didn't ask you how you felt, you probably would have just kept stringing me along until you felt like telling me, which is probably going to be never because she was like, well, I was afraid to lose you. And I'm just like, what? I'm just like, I just didn't know what to say after that. I was like, I thought you was going to, I thought you was the one that I could rely on. And I thought you was really there for me, but you really wasn't. You was just, just playing. You was just playing with me like the Xbox, like the Xbox controller. I'm just like, what type of stu- what type of stunt is this? You know. So I was just so hurt because it just felt like she just took a knife and just stabbed me in the heart, and then she just kept stabbing me. Once I started finding out all these lies that she was telling, like, you know, talking about how she. Was seeing somebody else talking about how she never really had true feelings and how the times we spent together, she didn't really enjoy it. And she would always, every time we spent together, she'd be like, that was so nice. Like she would, it turned out she was faking the whole thing. And that really, 
just put things in perspective for me. Like, you just got to be careful who you who you associate yourself with, because that really hurt me. And, you know, I talked to my boy about it. You know, I called my dog about it. And, you know, I told him about it. But, you know, we ended up just kind of laughing about it because we were, he, he knew, like, she was wrong for that. Like, you know, to do all that. So, you know. I'm feeling a lot better about it now. I know when the, when she first told me, uh, I know it really stung me. It stung me like like a bee, man. Like it, it really hurt me. Like it just felt like I was stabbed. Like it was like she just kept stabbing me, and I was just like, wow. Like I never thought you was like this. I never thought you would be the one to keep secrets from me, knowing that I looked you in the eye and tried to be as honest with you as possible and really tried to be tried to make this relationship based on honesty and trust. But you broke that. And, you know, and you talking about you want to talk, you want to continue to talk. I'm like, I ain't got nothing left for you. I'm like, I can't. How, how can you expect me to be friends if I don't even trust the word you say? But anyway, you know, that's just what's been going on, you know, in the midst of in the midst of my storms. But, you know, like I said, you know, I'm just trying to remain optimistic and it just really put things in perspective. Like you really got to make sure that who you surround yourself with is really going to be there and. You know, you just hope that you don't run into people like that. But sometimes you just don't know, especially if they faking it till they making it. So, like I said, you know, it it was a really tough thing for me to hear. But, you know, I had to pick my head up and keep moving forward because, you know, life's just going to continue to keep moving on. If I sit here and just worry about it this whole time, you know, it's not going to do anything for me because I know she probably ain't thinking of me now. She probably wanted to just get that out of the way so she can move on. So, you know, I'm just going to keep that same mind. And, you know, that's what I wanted to get into today is how, you know, in life, you're going to experience the rain showers. You know, it's it's funny how we talk about rain because we in the month of April. And, you know, the old saying, you know, April showers brings brings May flowers. And, you know, that's why I titled it is because, you know, if you want stuff to grow, you know, you need some rain in order for, you know, stuff to grow. Now, I'm going to refer this to, like, the plants. Like, if you look outside and you see all these plants and, you know, you see all these flowers blooming, you know, flowers starting to come up, well, because they had to have rain in order for that to be possible. See, you can have sun. Now, granted, you need rain and sun. But if you have too much sun, what's going to happen? The plant is going to dry out and it's not going to grow the way it's supposed to. So in life... You know, when you in your rainy seasons, you got to understand that that's where it's your time to grow. Because when you when you in the sun, because when the sun come out, it's going to look your life is going to turn out beautiful. Just look at these plants. Just look at these flowers. You know, I know a lot of people complain about, you know, the rain and the thunderstorms, but that that's just how God designed to be, because he knows that the flowers can't be what they want to be in May if they don't go through a a rainy season in April. So, you know, it's crazy how this is all, you know, tying together because, you know, right now in April, you know, a lot of people are in a stormy season in their life. You know what I mean? A lot of people, you know, are suffering from this COVID-19 virus, some harder than others. You know, I know I'm going through my injury, you know, and there's a lot of people who are just trying – trying to struggle to figure out where the next check's going to be. But I'm telling you, you know, 
you need some rain to be able to happen in order for you to grow. And, you know, you got to allow this storm to take you to another level because storms build mental toughness. Because I'll give you an example of what happened to me in high school. You know, like I think I briefly mentioned this last episode, but I'm going to get deeper into it so I can relate. So I can try to help you all out with what I'm trying to say. As I remember, it was junior year in high school and I was really trying to make a name for myself to be able to play on that varsity level because I know my sophomore year, I felt like I was underrated. Like a lot of the coaches were overlooking me, you know, because they had a lot of seniors trying to play my position. You know, I was a wide receiver. And with our offense, we ran a wing T offense. So it was only one receiver on the field. And there were 16 of us trying to get that one spot. And I remember there was about eight seniors like over half like over half the at least half or maybe even more than that were all seniors trying to play that position and as a sophomore coming up from the freshman level it's just like you i'm already at that disadvantage and so i'm really like doing my best to try to prove myself but it just sometimes you know people just stick with what they know you know who they know and so you know, I just had to accept reality and just, you know, use that as a moment where I just need to continue to keep working and keep, you know, trying to prove myself. And I knew that next year, you know, next season, you know, all the seniors going to be gone. So really going to be me and a couple other folks trying to prove ourselves with that position. And so I remember I remember that whole summer I worked hard. Like I was getting up five, six o'clock in the morning. I was going on track. I was you know, trying to, you know, condition myself, trying to make myself a lot faster. I was running stairs, suicides. You know, I was catching passes. Like, I was just trying to do everything. Like, I was determined. Like, I'm going to get this spot. Like, we would have workouts in the summer, but then I would, after the football workouts, I'd do my own workout. You know, I was just working. I was just like a workhorse. I was not stopping because I was like, I need to get on the field. I need to get some scouts to look at me. I'm like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And I remember going into that season, I remember like in practice, I was showing out. You know, I was catching passes. I was, you know, doing good in one-on-one, seven-on-sevens. You know, I was really just trying to make a name for myself, trying to show these coaches like, hey, you, you missing somebody. You, you you overlooking somebody. You know, you need, to take, you need to take a closer look. And that was me. And I remember, like, going through that, and I was really making a name for myself. I was moving up in the depth chart. And I remember, like, when I got my opportunity in the scrimmage, you know, I uh, like I told y'all, I caught a, tried to catch a pass over the middle. And boom, like, you know, me and the linebacker, we ran into each other. You know, like I, luckily I was not concussed or anything because looking back at the film, he did hit me square in the head with his helmet, helmet to helmet. But luckily I was not concussed. But the way that I landed, I knew something was awkward about the way that I landed because I, I about then did the splits. Like, and I remember like getting getting up. And my knee was killing me. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, this is killing. Like, I can barely walk on it. And I had to get off the field. And then I had to go to the doctor. And the first time, 
I went, he was like, okay, it's just a sprained MCL. So you'll be back within like a week. I'm like, all right, a week. All right, bet, bet. But then when I was doing some drills with the trainer, she was like, okay, like, you ain't looking, you you don't look right. She's like, you sure it's just a strained MCL? I'm like, that's what he said. And so, you know, we got, we ended up getting an MRI. And sure enough, it was a torn PCL, which is a difference, right? Because the strain is like, you know, it's not too bad. It's like it hurts, but it's nothing like serious. No, like tear. You know, it's just kind of the strain. Like you can come back from that, but a tear is completely different. So when I heard torn, I was like, oh lord. But like, I, but luckily it was not the ACL because that would have that would have really hurt me. It was just the PCL, so I could have played on it. But they said I had to have a special brace. And it took so long to get in that it just basically cost my whole season. And I remember it was like, I was like, dang, like, I was thinking like, man, this is, this is, this was my year. This is supposed to be it. This is supposed to be the year where I get on the field and I make, and I start to shine. But I felt like there was a storm cloud over my head. And, you know, I learned a whole lot through that process. I learned that, you know, the only people that was really there was my family. You know, I learned that, you know, out of all these fans that come to the games, you know, all these people cheering your name when you out there, that don't mean nothing when you down. You know, them people, they only like you for what they, for based off what you do for them. You know, they ain't really going to go that extra step, you know, to make sure that you really good. Because in football, it's a whole business. Like, you know, the coaches, you know, they, they can feel sorry. But they ain't that sorry because they trying to win games. You know, they they trying to figure out who going to be the next person. And, you know, they ain't going to really take you to no doctor, pay you no medical bills. You know, they ain't going to, you know, make sure that you really good. You know, they ain't going to, you know, take care of you the way you think they would. They just going to be like, oh, you good? Like, hopefully you come back. But, you know. If somebody else is doing better, you know, they're going to really st- ride with them because they doing something good for them. They they keep they winning them games. So they keep their job. You know, they start, you know, they uh are able to still see another year po- possibly in they in their career. You know, the friend friends are seeing that and they they want to be around all the attention. And then you just kind of out there just left 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 in the dust, like because you ain't really producing. You know, see, that's how that's what this world really enjoys is producer. They like people that produce stuff for them, like in football. Like, you know, you got all these fans that cheer for these for for these players. But if they ain't producing no wins, then, you know, like at the NFL and college level, you know, they ain't going to pay. They ain't going to they ain't going to pay attention to you. You know, they're going to find somebody else. Like, if you leave, you know, they're going to forget about you. Or, you know, if you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing, shoot, they, they can just basically forget about you. And that's what I felt like. You know, I just felt like I was forgotten about because I remember being praised coming up in middle school and in my freshman year because I was really out here balling as a receiver. And then when I faced some of these challenges, I learned that the biggest fans that I had was my family. They came to the games even when I wasn't playing, you know, because you have so many friends, you know, they come to your games and they don't see you play. Then they don't want to come back out because they're like, well, you got to play in order for me to come. But my fa- what I learned is my family was always there 
no matter if I was no matter if I was playing or not, they were still there rooting for me like I was, like I was in the game. So I learned a whole lot about the the type of people that was really in my life that was really truly rooting for me and that whole time was my family. So I learned a whole lot, you know, and I learned how to really pray because I knew that whatever was happening, I knew that God was making it happen cuz he because he knew what he wanted me to do. And that in that moment I knew I had to become closer to God. I had knew how I had to learn how to pray because that's really all I had. You know, the and the, the doctors could do all the doctors can prescribe me with all this medicine. They can take they can recommend me to all this treatment, but at the end of the day, God is the the real per, the real reason you going to make it through. So I just had to learn how to pray. And you know, and sometimes your storms come without don't come with warnings. Because when I hurt my knee and then when I hurt my Achilles, you know, none of that I was not prepared for any of it. You know, you know how it is like on the weather channel, you know when a major storm coming like a hurricane or a tornado or a flood, you know, they'd be like, okay, so we're seeing this, we're seeing this, uh, this trend, or we're seeing, we're seeing this, uh, front move in, and it probably looks like it's going to hit on this day, and so what y'all can do is make sure y'all take precautions, you know, you make sure you plan accordingly, or if you got to move out of town, make sure you pack your stuff up before this storm hits, you know, they always giving you warnings, you know, they'll, they'll, come on the new they'll come on the screen you know when you watch your favorite show they'll be like all right so we seeing this pattern come in you know we're seeing you know some of these fronts move in and we see that's gonna be major storm so we just want you to be aware but in life sometimes your storms come without warnings they come when you least expect it and they usually come when you feel like you at your peak because with my achilles injury like i'm like going into the new year you know, January, February, and the first week of March, you know, I'm balling. Like, you know, I remember coming into the new year, you know, I'm make I'm making the honors, the dean's list, you know, because of my outstanding performance, you know, the previous semester. So, you know, my school sent me an email saying, you know, congratulations, you're on the dean's list. You know, I'm getting uh noticed by the by the Senate, you know, I'm getting promotions in my job. Now, I was promoted to regional coordinator in my job, which is a higher position than what I was uh, originally at. You know, I was getting internship. I got the internship that I wanted, and I was going to be able to spend the, the whole summer up there, you know, in a house, by the golf course, country club, you know, just being able to get some of that work experience. And, you know, my relationship was going good. My relationship with my dudes was going good, you know, with uh with with my special girl at the time was going good and all of a sudden I get this storm in my life that I wasn't even thinking about I wasn't prepared for it just kind of happened and it kind of you know really affected a lot of my joy you know because I remember having plans in the summer of going up to Westfield and spending some time up there, you know, having a good summer, getting some real-world experience, meeting some people, being able to, you know, do some different activities up there. And then, you know, once that happened, 
I'm like, man, like, you know, here and I have to be out for the whole summer. I'm like, man, what about this, this internship? But man, like, you know, I was having all these great things happening, and now it just seems like everything's starting to crumble. Like, now I'm in the cash, you know, I got crutches, you know, I got to go to physical therapy, you know, it just seemed like everything that was going well, you know, I felt like I was on a high and I just came crashing down. And that's what it felt like. And I'm just like, dang, like, when would I have ever expected this to happen? But see, sometimes, you know, when that happens, you just have to find your inner strength that will get you through the storm. You know, you have to really dig deep inside yourself and be like, I'm going to get through this because that's really all that's going to help you out. You know, you got to find that inner strength and just be able to put your foot in the dirt and just be able to tackle these challenges. Because the thing that you can't do when you're facing these type of challenges is you can't sit around and sulk about it. You know, you. I've learned that you can't sit around feeling sorry for yourself because that's only going to make the pain worse. You know, you're not going to get anywhere if you just sit around, you know, moping. You got to really find some internal motivation about yourself. You got to really think about what can I still do? You know, if you can still breathe, that's a blessing. If you can still walk, that's a blessing. If you can still get food, that's a blessing. So if you can still get some of these basic things that you need in your life, that's a whole blessing. And you just have to think about, you know, what if I what if I were to lose it all? You know, what if I, you know, didn't take advantage of this opportunity? Then what? You know, you just have to learn how to find that internal motivation. And another thing that's going to help you all is you got to find your source of meditation. Right. So whether that's going outside like I do, I recommend going outside when it's nice out, you know, sitting out in the sun, enjoying, enjoying nature, you know, hearing the birds chirp, you know, just come out and just be able to remain peaceful, you know, or listen to some motivational videos. You know, I do that as well. You know, kind of get you pumped up. If it's yoga, you know, going for a run, you know, I don't know what it is, but you got to find your meditation and you just got to use that as a way to to make peace in your life because life is full of challenges, you know. And so you just have to learn that how to cope with them because that's all part of the storm. That's all part of the test. Like I said, April showers brings my flowers. So if you can know how to get to your challenges, you're going to come out a whole lot stronger than, than what you originally came in with. And you're going to look a whole lot nicer, you know, when, when things start to clear up in your life and the sun come out and it's a nice day. You know, people going to be like, dang, I see you balling. You know, I see you with the, with the uh, Tesla. I see you with the big old house. I see you with the drip. And then you're going to look back and be like, man, like it, I wouldn't even have had this if I didn't go through a stormy season. Because stormy seasons, b- believe it or not, they teach you how to grind. They teach you how to work for stuff. They put things in perspective in your life. Like with this injury right now, I'm seeing a whole lot of things different. I'm seeing, you know, who the real people are and who ain't. 
And just like I told y'all earlier about, you know, the girl that I thought I had but don't have, I realized that girl was fake. Man, she was probably one of the fakest pieces of jewelry I ever had. You know what I mean? Couldn't even trade it in for anything. Couldn't even fool nobody at the trade show, man. And I just realized that my family was really the only ones taking care of me. And that put a whole lot of things in perspective. And it also changed my mindset. You know, it changed my mindset to, you know, stop sitting around and start getting up and getting it. Start making some things to help push me through this pain. And start writing about it instead of talking about it. Write about it. Make a story. You know, make an inspiration out of it. Make an inspiration out of this whole thing. So, you know, finding your source of meditation and being able to cope yourself with your pain. That's another thing. And then also just remember that whatever you're going through, somebody always has it worse. You know what I mean? Like, if you think that, you know, you you got it bad, you know, because you got hurt or, you know, you, uh, you know, you lost your job or you think that, oh, like, you know, I, I feel like my life is over because it's because of this relationship or whatever you're going through. Just remember, you know, if you still got a house you still got food, you still got clothes, you still got shoes, you still got money, you blessed. Stop worrying about all this other stuff that you don't have. Worry about what you do have because other people who don't have jack. There's some people who will never see the light of the day because some people might be serving life sentences. Some of them might be going through cancer and only projected X amount of days to live. Some of them, somebody might be out on the street begging for money. You know, have nowhere to live, nowhere to stay, you know, no, no source of income. And if you got all that, if you got all those basic necessities, you pretty much set. So, you know, you just got to remember that whatever you're going through, somebody going through worse. And that's what I've had to tell myself over these past, you know, few weeks that I've been injured and been in, you know, in these casts and these boots is that I'm blessed. Because I got family that I can stay with and they can help me out. They can provide me with my needs and help me when I need. Because there could be somebody who may be going through, you know, what I'm going through, but don't have it as good. You know, there may be somebody that may not have the medical insurance to get this uh, injury taken care of. They may be having to live with this. They'll be walking around crippled for the rest of their life versus taking care of it while, while it's hurt. Or they may not have the food or they may not have the people around them to take care of them so they basically by themselves you know they may not even have a house to go to so i just had to look at this whole situation different knowing that if i didn't have my parents if and i didn't have their support i probably would be lost like i wouldn't even know where to even go i probably wouldn't have gone to the doctor i probably would have just probably wouldn't have had a place to stay probably wouldn't know how to get get my groceries you know, I just, it would just be a whole lot different for me if my parents weren't there to take care of me. It would just been a whole lot different. You know, this would not be happening. You know, I would not be getting the treatment that I needed because I don't really have my own medical insurance. You know, I don't have enough money to, be, to keep paying these these medical bills. So I would just really been just praying, like just literally just praying to God, like thinking that, you know, if I keep praying that it will eventually go away. You know, that's where I was at, you know, before I came back home. So I'm just really been looking at my storm a whole lot differently. And, uh, you know, so you just got to understand 
that you got to learn how to deal with these storms. And, and one thing that's going to help is having a group of people you can surround yourself with that's really going to help you. But just be careful that you don't let no rattlesnakes in your bed. You know, you just got to really make sure that whoever you whoever you riding with is riding with you. You know, you don't want to have nobody, you know, ride. You know, you don't want to be having somebody who, you know, is not on the same page. You know, you don't want to be, you know, pulling all the weight and then having the person just sit in the back doing nothing, just chilling. You know, you want to make sure that if you both, if your person that you trust is riding with you, you better make sure that he and he pulling his weight too. You know, because it would be one thing if you tried to call, rely on that person, he went and he or she wasn't pulling his weight. So, you know, just find those people that can really help you through this. And I close with this. And I'll, and I'll make my closing points. You know, use your storms as stepping stones to lift you higher, right? Because in order for you to get to the top of any building or of, or of anything, you got to climb it, right? If you want to get to the top of the mountain, you got to climb it, right? You got to climb the mountain. If you want to go to the top floor, you got to climb the stairs, you know? So... You have to go through something in order for yourself to get to the top. Just remember that. So if you have some struggles getting to the top, right, just know that if you can get through that, you're going to be at the top. And it's going to feel a whole lot sweeter. Because like, cause if you've been climbing your whole, your whole, the whole time trying to see what the top feel like, have you ever been to a top, like, you know, you ever been to the top of the building or top of the, you know, of an Empire State Building or, you know, Eiffel Tower or anything like that? You see the view. You see how nice it is. You see how high it is. You know, when you get to the top of, like, a very tall building, you know, you look down. You're like, man, like, it's a nice view from up here. Well, that's what's going to happen. But it, it didn't. But it wasn't easy. Right. But when you got there, you was able to enjoy it. And so. You just have to understand that it's going to take work to get to the top. and But you got to keep working because once you get there, it's going to be a whole lot sweeter. You're going to be like, man, like, look at all the work I had to do to get here. You're going to really be proud of yourself. And the last and the last point is that remember that after every storm, there's a rainbow that shines bright for everyone to see. You know, because once the clouds move out, the sun come out. But also with the sun comes a rainbow and everybody can see it. Especially if you're driving down the road, everybody can see it. So now, see, once people thought you was down, you know, people thought you was you was you was no longer, uh, you know, you was no longer there. You know, you gonna surprise you. You gonna come back up. You gonna have some for them for somebody that that everybody can see. And so, just keep that in mind as you go about your week. You know, I know I definitely keep this in mind. You know, I definitely go back and listen to my podcast and literally listen to what I have to say because it it really motivates me as well. And if you're feeling motivated about this, that's great because I really want you to understand that this is for y'all, man. Like I want y'all to be able to get some some positive some positive messages out of this despite of all the negativity that's happening. So I really want y'all to gain something from this and I really want y'all to use this. And I'm telling you if you do, you're gonna see a difference in your life. And that's all I got for y'all, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Hey, man, I'll definitely be dropping another one here next sometime next week, man. But appreciate y'all, and I'll see y'all next week.
Peace.